So, in our first story of Truth in the AM, we're going to talk about the uh, Supreme Court of the United States stay of execution. Uh, his name was Keith Tharp, and this happened in Georgia. So, let's get right to it. The U.S. Supreme Court issued a stay of execution Tuesday night for a Georgia death row inmate who argued that a racist juror voted to put him to death because he was black. Keith Tharp, 59, was scheduled to die at 7 p.m. on Tuesday. But uh, that did not happen. That did not go down. Um, in the murder of his sister-in-law, Jacqueline Freeman, the justices granted the stay while they consider whether to take up his appeal. If the justices decide not to hear the case, the stay will be lifted and he will be put to death immediately. Conservative justices Clarence Thomas, Sam Alito, and Neil Gorsuch dissented, saying they would not have granted the stay. In post-conviction appeals, Tharp did not deny killing Freeman. He sought a stay of execution based in part on racist comments from a juror who has since died. In an interview seven years after Tharp's sentencing, juror Barney Gaddy used the N-word in reference to Tharp and other black people and wondered if black people even have souls. Uh, Tharp's lawyer argued that based on the jurors violated Tharp's constitutional rights to a fair trial. Furthermore, his attorneys argued that Tharp is ineligible for execution because he is intellectually disabled. Uh... Tharp convicted in shooting of sister-in-law. Tharp and his wife were estranged when the crime occurred on September 5th, 25th, 1990. Prosecutors said Tharp stopped his wife and sister-in-law in the road as they drove to work. According to court records, he grabbed Freeman, his sister-in-law, from the vehicle and shot her before throwing her in a ditch and shooting her again. Uh, killing her. The then prosecutor alleged Tharp raped his wife and took her to withdraw money from a credit card union, union where she was able to call the police for help, according to documents. And he does not deny doing this. He does not deny shooting this woman and throwing her in a ditch. He should be stoned to death. They should not stay his execution. And if I was Clarence Thomas, I would not stay his execution either. I don't care if this uh, juror was racist and thought this way about people. What this man did was disgusting and it was heinous. And this goes towards uh, the domestic violence that I'm talking about today. Um, husbands, I mean, and yes, women uh, are, are guilty of some domestic violence too. But we're, talk we're going to talk about the husbands today. We're going to talk about the men. Uh, it's unfortunate that men have to uh, do things like this because things in the marriage don't go their way. Uh, three months later, he was after he was convicted of malice, murder and kidnapping. Tharp was sentenced to death. Tharp's appeal centered on the post conviction testimony of Barney Gaddy, a white juror in his trial. During the jury selection for the initial 1991 trial, Gaddy told attorneys from both sides that he could be fair and impartial uh, during the trial, said Cameron. Uh, Tharp's attorney with the Georgia Resource Center, a nonprofit that offers legal representation of, to prisoners on death row. 
Then in May 1998, lawyers from Georgia Resource Center conducted interviews with each juror as part of a routine investigation to prepare for Tharp's petition for a habeas corpus, the process of determining whether his was imprisonment was unlawful. And he, this is the man that dragged, pulled his sister-in-law out of a car, shot her, threw her in the ditch, and shot her again. And this man is wondering if his jailing is unlawful. This is why I hate people. This 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 is disgusting. This man should be put to death, and uh, that that's all I uh, that's all I'm saying. In his interview, Gaddy showed that he harbored very atrocious racist views about black people. Uh, Cameron said, according to his affidavit, Gaddy said, "In my experience, I observed that there are two types of black people. One is black folks, and two are the N word." This is what Chris Rock said. There's black people and there's Negroes. The unfortunate word for Negroes. Uh, Gaddy went on to say in his affidavit, I felt Tharp, who wasn't in the good black folks category in my book, should get the electric chair for what he did. Uh, As of 2001, Georgia carries out its executions by lethal injection. So, so what? He thought he should get the uh, electric chair. So what? Maybe he should have. After studying the Bible, I have wondered if black people even have souls. Gaddy said, now I don't know about that comment. That comment's a little much for me. Gaddy later said in the deposition that he did not intend to use the, that he did not intend to use the N-word as a racial slur according to court documents. So this man might get his life spared because of uh, a, a white person's views of a murderous man being the N-word. Well, in my opinion, if he did murder this woman the way he did, he is the N-word, and shame on him. I don't care. Uh, Weeks after the interview, Tharp's attorneys returned to Gaddy's home to read his statements back to him, periodically stopping to ask him if his statements were accurate, the court documents say. Gaddy had only one correction, but the rest of his statements stood. Court documents filed by Tharp's attorney said he signed the affidavit under oath. He basically admitted his criteria for deciding the sentence of Mr. Tharp to death had much more to do with race than any of the facts of the crime, which is a lie. This man did the crime. He should be put to death. I don't understand why anyone would even argue to keep this man alive, even after considering what uh, Gaddy had said. But Cameron argues he never denied the fact that he held the views that he stated in the initial testimony. Uh, more claims of constitutional violations. Gaddy also said during jury selection that he has no connection to Jacqueline Freeman's family. However, in the same affidavit in which he made remarks in question, Gaddy also admitted to knowing the Freemans. Now, that is something that uh, would uh, constitute keeping him from being put to death if someone knows. A juror is not supposed to know or have any contact, have had any contact with any of the uh, uh, victims or, or the alleged victims of the crime. So that is something right there. Uh, both of Gaddy's false statements during jury selection that he could be fair and that he had no connection to the case constitute violation of Tharp's right to an impartial trial under the Sixth Amendment, Tharp's attorney claimed. They also argued that Tharp has an IQ of about 70, which would make him ineligible for execution under federal law, which bars the death sentence for people with intellectual uh, disabilities. Um, Put this man to death, please. Put him to death right now. Bang!
there's no way this man should be left alive because he, there's no way you can release him. What would stop him from doing the same thing again? Jurors' law state that uh, juror testimony cannot be used to impeach the verdict, render it invalid, even if it involves racial bias, Kamer said. At the time Gaddy made statements in question, this rule kept Tharp's attorneys from being able to use them to prove his death sentence was a result of racial bias. Um, essentially, a juror's racial bias constitutes the, a violation of the defendant's rights to an impartial jury guaranteed by the Sixth Amendment and prevents defendants from being able to prov- prove a violation of their constitutional rights. Uh, sometimes people's constitutional rights should be uh, taken away. When you you kill another human being the way he did, it should be, I I don't see how you can uh, keep or or argue to keep this man's constitutional rights. To me, it's uh, insane and it's uh, very unfortunate. We also have uh, more domestic violence news, unfortunately. Uh, a Massachusetts man was accused of killing someone, unfortunately, killing his wife. His wife was only 30 years old. And these are the types of things that uh, we have to deal with. Husband arrested for murder of his wife who was a second grade school teacher. Uh, Unbelievable. This woman was young. She was beautiful. And uh, I don't know. The husband of a Massachusetts second grade teacher found dead in her home has been arrested for murder. Police said Andrew McCormick was arrested Tuesday after the body of his wife, Vanessa McCormick was discovered at their house in Revere. Uh, WCVB reported the evidence suggests that her murder was a crime of domestic violence committed in the very place where she should have been the safest, her own home. Suffolk County district attorney, Daniel Conley said police responded Saturday afternoon to a 911 call from Andrew McCormick. The 30 year old wife was unresponsive when authorities arrived and showed signs of trauma to her body. Medical examiners uh, said that she suffered a blunt forced injury to the head, sharp injuries to the neck and asphyxiation. Authorities reviewed surveillance camera footage in the investigation. Evidence suggests that the killer made concerted efforts to clean up the crime scene and dispose of related items, Conley said. The couple shared a one-year-old daughter, according to family members. Another man who is disgusting, that doesn't deserve constitutional rights, that should be put to death. Unfortunately, Massachusetts does not have the death penalty. If there was any way they can make this a federal crime, then maybe they can put him to death, which would make the world a better place. Unfortunately, I don't think that there is that. Um, My sister was the world's best mother. Her sister, Angela uh, Masuki, said she did everything for her daughter and had so many plans for her. 
Vanessa McCormick taught at Connery Elementary School in Lynn, Massachusetts, where she was remembered this week. Our school community is heartbroken, Principal Mary Dill said in a statement. Uh, Vanessa was loved by students, parents, and colleagues. Her husband is set to be arraigned for the killing Wednesday in Chelsea District Court. You, you, it would, it just makes you wonder what happened when they were in the, uh, in their apartment together or in their home together. What would cause him to snap like that, to choke her, to try to uh, kill her, to do all the things that he did? It makes you wonder what would cause a person to snap or what would cause a person to uh, get that angry. I have no real answers for that, but I did look up uh, things such as what causes domestic violence. And uh, usually domestic violence is a thing about power and um, unfortunately, uh, a lot of times it's done by men. Uh, we're going to take a break and when I get back, we're going to talk more about the domestic violence and what causes domestic violence in a lot of cases. Be back on Truth It in the AM. Are you a manufacturer, dealer, or distributor in the following industries? Agricultural equipment, material handling, construction machinery, power generation, commercial and retread tires, transport refrigeration, marine, heavy trucks, automobile, temperature control, utility vehicles, maintenance and repair, or something else, then Curry Management is for you. Distribution analysis, dealerization, and dealer distributor development are the top three services provided to manufacturers. We at Curry Management provide this along with the best practices groups, profit improvement workshops, merger and acquisitions, business valuations, and leadership management development to dealers and distributors. Do you own a closely held private company? We at Curry Management provide business continuation services, succession planning, leadership development, and other staff-related management training. Curry Management pride themselves at always being ready to assist manufacturers, dealers, and distributors with today's business challenges. Help yourself. Connect with Curry Management. www.currymanagement.com, 292 Lincoln Street in Worcester, 508-752-9229. Have you recently been in an accident? Did you back into another vehicle? Hit a shopping carriage in a parking lot? Or is your car in need of general repair? If your answer is yes, then ENC Auto Body is the place for you. ENC Auto Body is Worcester's premier auto body shop. We have collision specialists and licensed appraisers on site, and we make sure that you receive the best service you can find. Results are always amazing, and we take pride in making your experience with us at ENC as painless as possible. Drop your car off and rest easy knowing that your car is in the best care. But be forewarned, your car may come out looking better than it did before your unfortunate situation. ENC Auto Body, we're here if you need us. Located at 16 DeMarco Terrace in Worcester. Call us at 508-799-0014 and 774-329-7334. Serve weekdays for those who want to dine in is Basil and Spice Lunch Specials. For 
you have your choice of garlic pork, lemongrass chicken, pad king chicken, or spicy tofu and vegetable. All lunch specials include a salad and Thai rolls. Basil and Spice lunch specials are available Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Stop by and try out the lunch specials. Hey, everybody loves Chinese food. I know I do, but what makes good eats for me are the crab rangoons. We searched high and low for fresh, natural, good-tasting food, and that's when we were fortunate enough to come across Shangri-La. <laughs> Absolutely. And not only are the crab rangoons fantastic, but everything I've ordered for them has been exquisite and flavorful. They have timely takeout orders, but if you want to eat there, you're in for one of the most beautiful dining areas, period. You can tell. They made every effort to create a clean, friendly environment. Trust me, you are guaranteed to have a great experience. Everyone is welcome to experience the best Crab Rangoons. And everything else in Shangri-La, Fairyland. Shangri-La, 50 Front Street, Worcester, 508-798-0888. Call and order some great, great food, food now. now. Order online at shangrilarestaurant.net. Hey, Troop. And we're back. Uh, it is your boy, Truth It. And we are now talking about domestic violence. Uh, a husband arrested for the murder of his wife. Uh, we just covered that story. Uh, the, there's not much details coming out about the case except for the fact that the husband was the one who called the police. The husband was the one who called uh, 911, when police got there, they saw that it was uh, evident that the crime scene was compromised. A lot of things, they, the, a lot of uh, the evidence was trying to be gotten rid of. Uh, there was a lot of cleaning that happened. And uh, she showed that she had blunt force trauma to the head, asphyxiation. So he tried to choke her. He tried to uh, maim her. He tried to, you know, he, he and he not tried to. He did. He ended up murdering her. So um, after reading this disgusting story, I uh, was thinking, what would uh, cause, what's, what are some of the causes of domestic violence? What are some of the underlining uh, things that makes uh, domestic violence happen? Uh, what are some of the things that makes domestic violence possible? Why is it that domestic violence uh, happens so common, especially in the United States? Uh, I, I pray that people that I know will never have to uh, experience domestic violence, but it is something that I think needs to have a closer look today. It's something that uh, needs to definitely be uh, looked at husband arrested for murder of second grade teacher uh, found dead in her home. Uh, Andrew McCormack was arrested Tuesday after the body of his wife, Vanessa Cormack was discovered at their house in Revere. The evidence suggests that the murder was a crime of domestic violence committed in the very place where she should have been the safest, uh, her own home the district attorney, Daniel Conley said, so they are going to try to throw this man under the jail. And I hope that they are successful. 
He should be uh, thrown under the jail. There's no way this man should be a free man ever again, especially after uh, something so heinous. So uh, this happened in Massachusetts and the story is gaining national attention. But what causes domestic violence? Domestic violence, also known as domestic abuse, intimate partner violence or abuse may start when one partner feels the need to control and dominate the other. Uh, We have this uh, misogynistic history in this country of the man being not only the breadwinner, but uh, in charge. The man is the head of the household. The man is, it's I'm the, the king of the castle, as Ralph Cramden used to say. I'm the king and this is my castle. Uh, and, um, a lot of people take that stuff to heart, but now in 2017, we have women, uh, becoming more and more head of the household, women working, women becoming more independent. And I think the adjustment period might be a little bit too difficult for some men, unfortunately. And, uh, it really is a, a sad situation. Uh, abusers may feel this need to control their partner because of low self-esteem, extreme jealousy, difficulties in regulating anger and other strong emotions, or when they feel inferior to the other partner in education and socioeconomic backgrounds. Some people with very traditional beliefs may think that they have the right to control their partner and that women aren't equal to them. I know a lot of men who are, due to their insecurities, are serial cheaters. Uh, I've grown up uh, knowing a serial abuser. Uh, I've witnessed domestic violence in front of my face by people when I was uh, younger. And it's very traumatic to witness it, very. Uh, After seeing it, I said I would never uh, put my hands on a female. I would never... uh, you know, I would never become that. I would never become that type of abuser. Uh, some people with very traditional beliefs, the article said by Tony D. Goldsmith, uh, some people with very traditional beliefs may think that they have the right to control their partner and that women aren't equal to them. This is especially in marriages. Others may have an undiagnosed personality disorder or psychological disorder. Still, Others may have learned this behavior from growing up in a household where domestic violence was accepted as a normal part of being raised in their family. Thankfully, uh, I've never seen my domestic violence did not happen between my mother and my father. Uh, There was a lot of arguing. Don't get me wrong. There was a lot of verbal stuff, but no uh, domestic uh, violence. A partner's domination may take the form of emotional physical, or sexual abuse. Studies suggest that violent behavior often caused by an interaction of situational and individual factors. That means that abusers learn violent behavior from their family, people in their community, and other cultural influences as they grow up. They may have seen violence often, or they may have been victims themselves. Some abusers acknowledge growing up having been abused as a child. This is the same thing for sexual assault uh, predators. A lot of people who have been accused and uh, been guilty of sexually assaulting someone was sexually assaulted when they were younger. 
Still no excuse in my book. They still should be stoned to death. If you are a sexual abuser, if you are an abuser of a woman, if you are a physical abuser, uh, you should be stoned to death because I don't know if there's 100% any cure. And who's to say that you won't do it again? Stone them. Uh, children who witness this are the victims of violence may learn to believe that violence is a reasonable way to resolve conflict between people. Boys who learn that women are not to be valued or respected and those who see violence directed against women are more likely to abuse women when they grow up. Girls who witness domestic violence in their families of origin are more likely to be victimized by their own husbands. This is why you see a lot of women, uh, you wonder like, why are they in this relationship with this man who's abusing her? And then they end up leaving that man finally. And then they get into another relationship and the same thing. It's like sometimes they find they are magnets to these types of abuses. Um, although women are most often the victim of domestic violence, their gender roles can be reversed sometimes. Alcohol and drugs may contribute to violent behavior. A drunk or high person will be less likely to control his or her violent impulses towards their partner. So keeping such drinking or drug abuse use episodes to a minimum may be valuable for a person living in a domestic violence situation. No cause of domestic violence, however, justifies the action of the abuser nor should it be used as a rationale for their behavior. Uh, these possible causes are only to better understand why an abuser believes it's acceptable to abuse their partner physically, sexually, psychologically, or emotionally. Ultimately, an abuser needs to get help for their unhealthy and destructive behavior or, and find themselves living a solitary and lonely life. Let me say this. If you are a female, if you are a woman and you have been abused domestically by uh, your male counterpart or even female counterpart, please do the right thing and leave. Yes, I said it. Leave. I don't care if you're married. I don't care if uh, you've been with this person for a long time. Domestic violence should not be tolerated. There should be zero tolerance for domestic violence under any circumstances this young woman who was only 30 years old i believe murdered by her husband who was even who was around 30 and 12 uh the 30 year old wife was unresponsive when authorities arrived and shown signs of trauma to her body there is no reason if she was ever abused by this man again before she should have stayed with him her life may have been spared or she may have been may have uh, still been alive if she did not if she did leave. Now, in the other case where the man is on a stay of execution, the wife did leave the husband and he 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 followed after her and ended up killing her sister because of it. So domestic violence is something that you have to take seriously and your life can definitely be taken from it. Uh in some cultures, it festers. I mean, let's look at Saudi Arabia. In Saudi Arabia, women were just allowed to drive in the year 2017. Not yet. They're, they voted that they will be able to drive. Uh, and the first four conservative religious freedom kingdoms, Saudi Arabia has declared that women will finally be able to drive. 
the culmination of years of activism and appeals from both within and outside the Gulf nation. The royal decree announced live on state television Tuesday will come in effect in June of next year. A newly formed committee will present its findings 30 days on how the policy should be implemented. So in June of next year, women will be able to drive. Uh, They'll be able to apply for their own licenses and they'll be able to do this without permission of their male guardians. Now I say permission of their male guardians because in Saudi Arabia, a lot of the culture is that men are the head of household, the dominant thing, the dominant one in the house and what they say goes. Here's what uh, Saudi women in Saudi Arabia are not able to do. They are not able to marry, divorce, travel, open a bank account or get a job or have elective surgery without the permission of their male guardians. Women are still beholden to a restrictive guardianship laws that govern nearly every aspect of their lives. In cases where a woman father is deceased or absent, her husband, a male relative, brother, or in some cases even a son, must give his approval before a woman can obtain often basic entitlements. Let me repeat that. In some cases, if the father's dead, they have no husband, they have no brother, the, and they're widowed, the woman's son makes the decisions in the household. Her own son. Uh, they are not allowed to mix freely with members of the opposite sex. Some exceptions include hospitals, banks, and medical colleges. In 2013, authorities ordered shops that employ both men and women to build separation walls to enforce rules of preventing the sexes from mixing together. They're not even allowed to work in most, uh, like retail. They're not allowed to work where men uh, are around. They have to be on the other side of walls. Appear in public with a full black abaya. The all-encompassing loose robe that covers even their head is to protect women's modesty in public. They're not allowed to uh, conduct certain businesses without a a male sponsor. Women wanting to open their own businesses have to call on at least two men who can testify to her character before she can be granted a loan or a business license. Uh, Women also... And, and, and now I live in Massachusetts where it's uh, favorable to women. Uh, it, once uh, the man and the woman separates, it's not as uh, more than often custody is granted to the mother. Uh, and then the father's secondary. That's just how it is in Massachusetts. However, in Saudi Arabia, uh, women do not retain custody of their children in the divorce. After they reach the age of seven for boys and nine for girls in a divorce in Saudi Arabia, the children go to the father apply for a national identification card or passport without the permission of male guardians eat at restaurants that don't have separate designated family sections. Women can't even do that. Get a fair hearing in court, uh, receive an equal inheritance. Under Sharia inheritance laws, daughters receive half of what it is awarded to their brothers. 
Critics say this is due to a misinterpretation of Islamic laws, sometimes sending women into poverty because they are left without their father's wills. Now you can't, uh, and they're left sent into poverty because they can't work, not without the permission of the male. They can't do anything, so a lot of them depend on their father's inheritances. But they don't get that. They can't get the inheritance because they're, or they can't get uh, an equal inheritance because of their sex. When I say we have a long way to go in this world for treating women as equal, it is not uh, me just saying it in passing. There are parts of this world where women are treated like third-class citizens. Saudi Arabia is one of them. Uh, so, and that's, that's not to say that women just have it uh, easy as pie in the United States. There's still a lot of ways that they needs to be gone. There's still a lot of uh, ways to go for equal rights for women. And as far as pays, as far as job opportunities, and as far as educations that their male counterparts get, but it could be worse. Uh, a feeble in, in places like India as well. Uh, a feeble no may mean yes. India court overturns a rape conviction. This is what happened in India, uh, where a lot of, where rapes have been rampant. I've seen story after story about rape cases in India. Uh, some have been, you know, dealt with. Justice has been served in a lot of the cases, but in, in many cases, it seems like justice hasn't been served. But in this case, an acquittal in a high-profile rape case in India has reignited the debate over the meaning of consent after a judge set aside the conviction of a Bollywood filmmaker saying a feeble no could still signal willingness on the part of an alleged victim. Uh, Mahmoud Farooqi, the co-director of the hit Bollywood film Peepily Live, I want to see that movie was uh, sentenced to seven years in prison in 2006 after he was found guilty of raping a Columbia university graduate at his home. Uh, Faruqi's lawyers challenged the 2016 ruling in Delhi's high court in their appeal. They called the attention to the lack of evidence that Faruqi was alone with the victim in his house on the night of the alleged incident. They also made an alternative alternative argument claiming that if at all such an occurrence had taken place, it was with the alleged victim's consent. In throwing out the conviction on Monday, the uh, high court judge asked Ashutosh Kumar said Faruqi deserved the benefit of the doubt on all points. Kumar said it was not clear whether the incident was outlined by the alleged victim took place. Moreover, he added Faruqi had no idea at all that his alleged victim had not given her consent. Uh, so they threw the case out. This is uh, the problems with uh, domestic problems and domestic abuse and the treatment of women worldwide. In places like India, rape is, is, happens far too often. In places like Saudi Arabia, women are treated like fourth and fifth class citizens. And in America, domestic violence is on the rise. Uh, the, the high profile story of the husband who murdered his wife, uh, Mr. McCormack, he was found. He has been arrested and charged with the murder. Uh, Vanessa McCormack, the victim, taught at Connery Elementary School in Lynn, Mass., where she was remembered this week. We have to do better as men. 
uh, we have to do better as how with how we treat our women and how we how we treat women, period, not even our women that they're not our possessions. We have to be better with how we treat women and how we respect women, even in this country. And we have to set the example for the world because worldwide women are victims of all sorts and kinds of abuse. Uh, the husband of a Massachusetts second grade teacher found dead in her home has been arrested for murder. In another case, a man whose stay of execution uh, yesterday was was made a stay because after he had pulled his wife's sister out of the car, shot her, threw her in a ditch, and shot her again. He is getting a stay of execution because of a potential juror. And... Uh, it's just more and more cases like this are being uncovered and something should be done about it. But we, as men, we have to continue to strive to uh, respect our women, strive to fight alongside our women for equal pay, for equal rights, for equal respect. It's not just about a man's man's world. It's a woman's world as well. And we should be sharing in all things together. This has been your boy Truth It. I hope you enjoyed the show as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. I will see you guys tomorrow. Uh, be sure to tune in today at 3 o'clock because Trooper Joe will be here on Archangel and Return to Chivalry. And you can also listen live at blogtalkradio.com slash Archangel, a return to chivalry. This has been your boy Truth It. I'll holler. <laughs>